Alright, so Muse was just fucking burping a symphony of burps into my ear just now. And <laughs> like... burped like twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, look. It just I, happened I, so fast. I was like, what, what is happening? <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, thought, I thought you were in the fucking Willy Wonka factory with the goddamn sodas <laughs> and some shit. I didn't drink some fucking, ever, uh, some fucking fizzy lifting drink, motherfucker. <laughs> No, what happened was I, I'm over here. I, I'll, I'll I'll take you uh, inside. We're we're going inside. I was I was trying to it, find going off studios. <laughs> I was trying to find the exact quote of what Drake said when he was being booed off stage. And in the meantime, I had burped like twice because I just went out to Popeyes and I tried one of the new fucking chicken sandwiches, and the 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 tone the tone in which Darren just goes. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, um, I'm burping. No. And he just goes, alright, we just gotta fucking, like, alright, that tears it. Now, wait, wait, wait. Now, let me tell you this why. Is, I, I'm sorry, everyone who requested <laughs> albums to be reviewed, but we're just not gonna get to them anymore because apparently this is just the end of the fucking show. Wait, wait, wait. no, no, no. And I, and I actually wanted to explain this, the reason why I was on edge. Because recently... <laughs> I decided to watch Crank Anchors, right? <laughs> okay, well, that was your first wait, mistake. Wait, wait, <laughs> follow uh. me, follow me. So, like, I'm like, you know, hey, I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember me and my family used to have, you know, a whole bunch of laughs. So I watched, like, I'm not sure if it's the first or second episode. And, like, it's that one guy, uh, one puppet who has the little twist in his beard at the bottom. And the whole gimmick is that, you know, uh, you know, Craig Gagers that call people and the idea is that they're just uh-huh. joking around and fucking with people. But the whole gag is that he burps a lot. Like, oh, it's just he keeps burping while he's applying for this job. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I want to apply for this job. And it's going to be. And, uh, you know, I need to work here and I need to have. And, and like, she's trying to explain things. And, you know, he keeps interrupting with his burps. And it's just like, Wow. This is really not funny. Like, as a one, he's like, this is just annoying. Like, it's just a guy annoyingly burping at a woman for two minutes. Like, this isn't comedy. Like, as the show got really popular, they would have special guests. And there was an yeah. episode where fucking Eminem was on it. Uh. And it was just, like, him doing the exact same gag. It was, like, the equivalent of when Jim Carrey was on uh, Saturday Night Live for the fucking, uh, uh, uh... What was that? The the night at the Roxbury guys who just, you know, head bob to what is love. You yeah. know? And it's just like, oh look, it's the same gag, but now Jim Carrey's there. Like, you know Oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we we we're just gonna get another person to start to start bobbing their heads along. It's like, if you've got a comedic actor, there's no excuse for that. Yeah. And- like if you've got fucking some serious actor there trying to promote their movie and you don't know what to do with them because they've just never done comedy before, it's like, yeah, just fucking throw them in a random sketch. If you've got Jim fucking Carrey who fucking cut his teeth doing right? sketch comedy. Oh, my God. He's no stranger to this shit. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Give him a fucking recurring character. I'm sure he'll be down. Don't just fucking throw him in some established thing. Be like, oh, yeah, just do this one thing and go along. That's what landed him the Dr. Robotnik role, by the way. <laughs> can can so. I, I just gotta bring it up, because... Go right ahead. For, first of all, I'm gonna lead with this. If you have the names 
of the people who worked on the special effects to fix what people were complaining about in the first place. We need to, like, I know they're not getting paid enough for that. For the, for, for A, the crunch that led to the shitty design in the first place. And now it's crunch times two, because now you gotta fix it, because everyone complained and said it looked like shit. The new trailer, honestly, makes me want to see this fucking movie that beforehand I had zero interest in. <laughs> like, not even the redesign, but like, the cut of the trailer showed actual funny parts and not, hey, I'm in a gym bag and it smells like Axe body spray in here. Right. They actually, like, show him being fast and doing fast things. And a lot of the things that we suggested, um, and not even to say we're like, hey, we're fucking Nostradamus over here. It's easy things. It were easy things that anyone who was familiar with the Sonic franchise at all. I, I I hated the Sonic games, but even I know enough about them to be like, hey, why don't you have any music from the video games in the trailer? Just things that are identifiable. Goddamn playing fucking Gangsta's Paradise. What in the holy hell? <laughs> and we even said, hey, put Green Hill Zone, the theme, in the trailer. And they did. Uh, and, and, it's or, like, or, okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's a noticeable difference. Take out... Gangsta's Paradise for whatever reason because originally it was like hey it's 90s Sonic was 90s alright have another song from the 90s have it be fucking Super Sonic Sonic's in the name I'm saying how is this not first <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense but yeah I just wanted to say kudos because the trailer looks good the design looks good. Yes. I honestly don't know if the rest gloves, of it's... has for God's sakes. Oh, I didn't even realize. Like, a lot of little things right. I didn't notice initially. <laughs> because when you're staring at the eyes and the creepy teeth, <laughs> everything else is, is just a blur, is a blue blur at that point. And fuck every single last person out there on Twitter who is still finding it in their hearts. To bitch and complain what? About what? and nitpick because nothing's good enough, Darren. <laughs> it's never enough. Oh my God! Look, you you fuckers. Oh, this is this is the fucking shot across the ocean. This is what gets us canceled. You fucking gamers. <laughs> gamers were a mistake. You <laughs> fuckers are the worst. Every single, without fail, you gamers. God, if you're not a gamer, you're an anime avatar on Twitter. And if, in, in most cases, you're both. Look, I'm gonna I've put had it, it with you. I'm going to put it to you like this. As a person who actually loved the uh, Sonic games, you know what I'm saying? I uh, uh, I legitimately... Um, sorry, hold on just a second. As a person who actually did really love the Sonic games, as a person who absolutely loves the Sonic music, as a person who, you know, realizes that there's been pretty much no movie or animated thing beyond the video games that really has a lot of quality to it. Like, 
this is going to be par for the course, no doubt. The best you can ask for is a really funny Jim Carrey performance. You know what I mean? Maybe a funny late period Carrey performance. But other than that, like, like, come on, guys. We're used to this shit being whack. It's just that animation was a little too far. <laughs> I think people were spoiled by the Pokemon movie. Mmm, I forgot because, about that. Yeah, that just made a so real good. bad in comparison. <laughs> that set the bar, and I think it's even made by the same people. So people expected Detective Pikachu level quality. They didn't even do that. This is the most basic fucking Smurfs, you know, fucking uh, a cartoon character, but in the real world, like, lame-ass thing that they always fucking do, you know? If I could just pick apart one thing. According to the Sonic Bible, this is the background information, the things that we're going to adhere to, the do's, the don'ts, the things that can't change, that, those kind of things, the, the, the guidelines for the character. There's a really good video about it on uh, Polygon's uh, YouTube. I highly suggest people check it out. In the movie, he says, on my planet, everyone was trying to steal my powers. So I came to yours. Sonic, whose real name is revealed to be Sonny Hedgehog, lives under a hedge next to a burger joint in Hardy, Nebraska. He is a regular hedgehog about the size of a bowling ball. Although he does not speak human language, he learns to read and write by watching human children play. Sonic is an Earth creature. But again, they have to do the fucking... Smurfs, you know, uh, uh, in the real world, they went to, you know what I mean? It's always that sort of, like, that clash, but there's nothing that they really do with it, you know what I mean? Other than, you know, we just don't want to animate a whole world. <laughs> and then a kid is watching the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, and Sonic Tails Knuckles come through the TV like the Fat Albert movie. I still need to watch that movie. Is it do bad? You, do, you, do you need to? I, I don't know, man. According according to a story that Keenan Thompson said, Bill Cosby told him specifically that Keenan, because of his role as Fat Albert in the Fat in the Fat Albert movie, was gonna get so much pussy he would need two dicks. I don't understand. I don't understand the Fat Albert movie, dude. <laughs> Big dick energy, big fupa energy. He really thought. <laughs> this is gonna be... Dude, if that's... If, that, if he fucking auditions for Saturday Night Live, he sat in, he was ready to do a screen test, and they went, no, 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 Keenan, Keenan, Keenan. We've seen Fat Albert. You're good, my dude. You're on. You want to review some albums? Yeah, sure. Let, let's get... Let's hop right into it. A hop in the Wayback Machine. To summertime 06. That's right. Uh, thank you, Devin Fong, for your uh, request on Patreon. Vince Staples, summertime 06. Let's let, let's get right into it. So what? How, how, how did you feel about this album going into it? Out of the Vince Staples albums I've listened to, which I think might only be maybe two or three, this is the best one out of the ones I've listened to. It's my favorite. It, it has some lulls, in my opinion, but overall, I think it's pretty good. I will say, though, there are some tracks I feel like the beat's so fucking good that he doesn't really even need to do much of anything, and it's still a fucking banger. It, there's always that little, that little, 
like clinking sound that happens in a lot of his songs. Have you noticed that? And it just like rides with his, you know, flows a lot of the times. I always think that's kind of cool. Um, but see, here's my thing. Like, I remember hearing the first two tracks and like absolutely loving them. But it's just like the slump on this album, the, the low happens very early on this album. Like, agreed. Loca, let me know, and even Dope Man, as much as I like its chorus, like, these are kind of half-finished songs. I would even say the same for, uh, Summertime, even. That kind of felt a bit, um... Oh, yeah, bro, yeah, generic-ass hook, you know? I I liked that it was the more serious, introspective, like, hey, we're actually taking a look at myself kind of deal, but yeah, it was just, like, one of the least interesting songs, and... I don't know if we're counting Ramona Park Legend Part Two. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really count it. Well, oh no, yeah, Part Two, yeah, because it like and the one with Earl Sweatshirt on it. Yeah, what in the world? <laughs> it's just like there for like a second. It's just like what? Okay, I heard this guy's last album. Why are you? What's going on here? Why are you barely using him? You know. Here's a question: Are we counting 06? No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? All right, look. Um, I, I, I was on Genius, and, and I saw that the plot, that, that there was apparently a plot? That this was supposed to be like, that this was telling me about Vince Staple's life and all that, but in the oh, form of like a television show. Mad City, eh? <laughs> yeah, two weeks in a row, I can't hang with that. Um, but... It, it ends with, like, abrupt TV static, like we're changing the channel, and I'm sorry, folks, you're gonna have to wait for the full song. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Who do you think you are? What type of fucking Rihanna half-finished yes! remix shit is this? Stop it! If, if, if I hear 06 in full and Chris Brown shows up on that shit, <laughs> we riot. throwing that shit away! My favorite tracks on the album were uh North North cuz i mean come on oh absolutely um, 3230 yeah i like that one and then here's where the album took a weird turn for me okay right at uh might be wrong mm. which is my highest rated song on the absolutely album. <laughs> it's it's a weird showcase with yeah. like an epic chorus and just these little intersplicing uh, interludes, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's like it was the fucking shot of adrenaline because the whole rest of the album was fucking banger, banger, yeah, bang, fucking heavy bang, bang C and B. It was relentless after that. It was like, <laughs> oh my god! I remember I, I, I so many albums we talk about on this show. I always say they're front loaded. They always put the best tracks up front. Not so much. (laughs) They fucking start pretty strong and they end fucking strong. But man, that fucking middle. (laughs) It's a fucking Popeye arm without the spinach, bro. (laughs) Fucking it's no man's land, dude. And I like um, Kilo Kish. Yeah. Oh, I love her voice on uh, certain tracks. Especially, there's one track where she just, like, does the ad-libs where she just, like, says the last word that he says on every line. And it just sounds really fucking cool. And and she joins him on the chorus as well, you know? Yeah, I liked her on Dope Man, even though... I think that one was it, yeah. I would have liked that song better, but it was really, really short. Exactly. It, it, it really just felt like, well, it's like, come on, you already know there's a West Coast, 
you know, group that's done a dope man song. Like, come on, man, step it up. <laughs> and uh, I know people are going to fucking roast me on this one, but I wasn't a huge fan of the Janae Aiko cut. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I should have liked that song more. I liked them rapping together. I thought that was pretty cool, and I liked the beat, but the lyrics were just kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's sort of meandering. And Jump Off the Roof, even though I really liked the chorus, it felt like like the actual like verses didn't really like justify something as crazy as let's jump off the roof being the the hook. Uh, you know let's what I jump mean? off the roof. Yeah, no. Yeah, but uh, but I absolutely loved that fucking beat that sounded like it had that really high pitch. <laughs> yeah. And then at the tail end of the sample, you just hear that go. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and Senorita. What in the world was that hook future? What is he talking about? Nine millimeter, my brother, my keeper was serving that either before I defeat us. But then my mama Sita, she know how to greet me. She know how to keep me. She better, better not get. And then it just cuts off as if he was about to say a curse word. But it's just like, is he saying greedy? And it's just like, what did that have to do with what this verse was about? And it's just like this this strange bitterness at the end of the hook that had nothing to do with what was happening before. You know, it was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, it was one of those songs where I heard the beat and I was like, this fucking sounds like a Future song. And then when Future shows up, it's like, yeah, I, I thought so. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is exactly where I thought this shit was going. All right. Okay. Mm. But uh, CNB uh, was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. What's that line where he says, uh, he says, We gentrified, we victimized, we fighting for survival. No hopes and dreams, just leave us be. We leaning on the Bible. And just like the way he said it was just like, you know, to accentuate the leaning, you know what I mean? It's just like, it was just so perfect in that moment, you know what I mean? Like the emotion of what was happening in the verse, you know? I really like his attitude. The yeah, attitude yeah. presented in the tracks, it just sounds like a cool dude. And the album, just because of that, just kind of has a pretty fun vibe to it. Even if the songs themselves aren't that great. It's like, yeah, I'm still vibing to this. It's cool. He, to me, feels like the gangster rapper that's, like, rapping about this because, no, that's just really what my life was. So that's just kind of what I'm going to talk about. Don't. This isn't, like, you know, saying this is good. This is just, like, I mean, this is what I know, so I'm going to rap about that. It's a no-glitz, no-glamour sort of gangster rap shit. You know what I mean? He's the more fun, upbeat 21 Savage. Yeah, that that's the perfect way to put it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question. Was that... Line in North North where he says, uh, bitch, you thirsty, drink a Sprite. Is that why he got the Sprite endorsement? I was wondering that, too, because I was like, I couldn't remember what around time that was. Because it's like, it just starts so, like, like, very brooding. And then it's just like, bitch, you thirsty, please grab Sprite. And it's just like, it's a cool lyric just because it starts like that. But, like, I do remember that commercial. So my brain was just going like, wait. Was this, is this brand synergy or did he, basically it feels like the equivalent of that Kodak line in the Pitbull song, where it's just like, it's just <laughs> yeah. so like out there where you're just like, was this paid for? And then, you know, with the, with the Pitbull song, you find out it is. So I don't know, maybe just in general, I'm just sort of like on edge for that sort of thing, but it just kind of feels like, huh, but, but it did feel like something he would say, you know what I mean? Do you remember the other, uh, the other North North related video? It was that, that white woman. I, I looked up the song. And I looked at the lyrics, and I read the lyrics. 
I cannot believe this stuff is on the radio. Where have you been? Like, was your mom the uh, the, the, the famed women of the 70s uh, who, like, you know, didn't let their kids listen to heavy metal records or anything like that? Like, was that your parent? Because, like, you, man, there is a world of horrible lyrics. Like, do not let this woman get near an Eminem song. Like, please. Oh, God, no. Because North North was nothing. We can dip... Fuck in the whip, slide right back in the function. Like, dude, she would have a network style breakdown. Like, what is happening to society? We're just letting people make songs about killing their girlfriends. What's going on? <laughs> she would think it was a fucking shoot. She thought that he actually killed a woman on that track. Oh, lady why hasn't God. anyone done anything? He sold records. You've all heard it. Call the cops. <laughs> Have the, have, the, have the authorities not been notified? <laughs> no, but um, I actually, uh, I gave Summertime 06 a 4 out of 5. Yeah, I gave it a 4 uh, as well. Uh, f- funny thing, in addition, so like, you know, people were coming for her, you know, calling her like racist and stuff like that. And like, Vince Staples was actually like, hey man, don't come at her for that. Like, that's not, uh, I mean, you know, there may be whatever prejudices or biases that people have. But it's just like, what it really was is just someone having the culture shock of not hearing, you know, songs like that. Because this is like, there are people in this country that they just, you know, they're insulated in their communities. And all they hear is like, you know, the freaking Christian channel. You know what I mean? There are a lot of pop stations that purposefully, and we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they edit out the rap verses so... Yeah, this could be a fucking, this could absolutely be a culture shock that she's just never experienced before. And, you know, it probably is, like, maybe slightly racially coded, but, I mean, racism is just the, you know, background radiation of how our country just kind of is now anyway, so, I mean. We're the hoes, we're the bitches, every real nigga know the difference. We got Hot Pink by your girl Doja Cat. That's right, uh, hot off the heels of her, uh, last album because i think in in between that she put out the was it the tia tamara song and i thought she was gonna put that in her next album but then she just made like a deluxe edition and put it on that album and i was like what i was like oh i like that song i wanted that to be on like the next joint you know you know i know her for the of course the 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 moo bitch song you know uh and i remember listening to that song and being like it, it was one of those things where it's just like oh, the internet is genuinely making a silly song popular that's actually hitting the charts. Like, you know, this is the first real, like, synergy of, like, here's a song by a person who's actually not whack. Like, she's actually a good rapper, but, you know, she's just being silly. And it's actually, like, getting mainstream repeal. And I remember, like, immediately as the meme became uh, the meme became a thing, she was just like, all right, bitch, we going on tour. And it was just like, you know, Doja Cat, the meme, is, like, immediately collecting these ducats. And it's just like, oh, that's really cool. However, I gotta say, not to spoil it, but, like, going into this album, it kind of felt like, you know, you know, the Doja Cat girl who's like, oh, yeah, she's sexy, but she's also really silly. It felt like that was really toned down here. No, you are absolutely 100% on the money. There are a couple tracks, and I'm gonna say, when you let Doja Cat rap is when she absolutely shines. These songs where she's just singing for the most of it, I hate to draw comparisons because we just brought up Lizzo. When Lizzo has a song where she just breaks it down and it's just singing, she's still able to give you the kind of silly personality that you're used to, 
but in a different form. Doja Cat just the songs where she's singing are just kind of dull and, and generic, boring. Man. The worst one, Bottom Bitch. Bottom Bitch isn't the worst, but it's not good either. I like like the melody of what the beat sounds like. You know what I mean? But it's just like as soon as I think about it for two seconds, it's just like I guess it's equality. Like oh, generic lyric songs about. I mean, a generic lyrics about you know thinly veiled song about a girl just being you know a pimp and exploiting someone's you know sexual sexuality for money and all that sort of shit. But it's a woman doing it, and that's really the only novelty is there is in the song. Because beyond that, it's just like. All generic lyrics, you know? Like, this is sub-jaw rule type of, you know, uh, you know, would you trust me? Would you love me? Would you go out on the stroll for me, baby? You know what I mean? Like, You know, I just mentioned albums being front-loaded. This. Cybersex, Won't Bite, mm. Rules. Favorite cuts on the album. Mm-hmm. Then Streets, Shine, Better Than Me. Even juicy. Oh my god, I could swear I heard a version of this without Tyga. So Oh my god, when get the in, fuck out of here, Tyga! Again, the most generic uh, fucking, oh, you're a kitty, and I'm a dog, and I'm gonna, okay, yeah, alright. Uh, like, how many fucking times have we heard that goddamn lyric? I love bitches, I love pussy, man, I should be running <laughs> Alright, someone who, who casts kind of a shadow... On this album, unfortunately. Oh, who would that be? Uh, I'm not gonna say your boy. Because I don't think he's anyone's boy. Dr. fucking Luke! Oh, yes! Bum, bum, when I saw the, the... When I was listening to the bottom bitch, I was like, wow, this sounds really mainstream, you know, you know, it's a real shoot for the mainstream. And then I just happened to look at the lyrics and see Dr. Luke, I was like... Uh, and then the next track, it was also Dr. Luke. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to water down that sound, and we're going to try to pump out these nuggets. And then there was one lyric in particular that I noticed right after I had seen the uh, Dr. Luke name. Uh, again, you know, isn't this guy, like, Swedish or Scandinavian or something like that, where it's just like... Uh, I always get him confused with Max Martin. I think he is. Yeah, where it's just like, I'm not sure how much English he knows. He's like Jackie Chan, where it's just like, how have you been in this country for so long? And, like, you still not that good at speaking... You know what I mean? Like, have you ever heard of that? Where it's like... Oh, yeah. Jackie Chan, like, hit... Like, on the Jackie Chan TV show, you know, they had to get a voice actor. And, like, because when you hear him at the end, it's just like... Oh, that didn't sound like the guy from the show at all. <laughs> hey, Jackie, what video games do you like? I play Tetris a lot and I got addicted, so I figured video games are bad. Like, okay, Jackie, thanks. Wasn't expecting that. No, um, as someone who is, uh, who's a pretty big fan of uh, Kim Petra's music, I'm no stranger to recent Dr. Luke work because he writes and produces all of her songs, which is a shame. If you've listened to enough Kim Petras and you know what to look out for, honestly, I was able to listen to these songs and go, this is a Dr. Luke there one, is. isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> and because like, oh, okay, he's got a fucking sound now, and then this is what it is. Because I saw Say So, and I was like, this sounds like a Kim Petras song. And then I saw it was Dr. Luke, and I was like, then by Shine, I was like, 
Yeah, it was really able to just... It's like when I was listening to the Ariana Grande album, not Thank You Next, uh, Sweetener. This sounds like Pharrell. And then, like, half of the album is produced by Pharrell, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, this fucking sounds like what Pharrell's on right now. This definitely sounds like his fucking kick. Uh, kind of had the same effect with, uh, with Dr. Luke. And the biggest shame of that is that the songs he produces tend to be the songs that inadvertently display her personality and attitude the least. Mm-hmm. It's like, like we can't have both. Exactly. At the same time, it's one or the other. So when you've got songs like Cybersex, Womb Bite, and Rules, Rules especially, that might be the best track on the album, Rules, by the way. Um, that, that might be my pick. It's between that and Cybersex. Cybersex, Cybersex is pretty is cool. my favorite. It's catchy... It's got really good rapping on it. It's got a nice flow and also happens to throw in uh, some clever bars in there if you're listening. Oh, uh, with the make it pop in your face like a Samsung. <laughs> pop in your face like Samsung. Gonna fucking beat it like Michael. Uh, that, that that whole line about you online ended up on Dateline. You're what, fucking what talking to an AI. About? Wait, wait. It's like, is it Dateline? The, the show about the... the, the... I mean, that's usually what people are referring to when they say Dateline, right? The, the, uh... You a creep ended up on Dateline. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. I'm like, she's, uh... like yeah, she's just calling you a child predator, dude. <laughs> Whoa, this took a dark turn. Like, what's happening right now? <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, yeah, this is this is pretty clever. This is pretty clever. Unfortunately, yeah, like, that tends to... That ends up being, like, the one song on the album that kind of has that... That kind of flair to it. You know what I will say, though? The thing about Rules is that the hook always threw me off. Cause it's like, I remember listening to it and just being like, oh, oh, that's the hook. You know, it's like, say, play up my pussy, but don't play up my emotions. All right. And it's like, if you spend some money, then maybe I just might fuck you. And it's just like, it's just so blatant. I mean, that's just it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it didn't rhyme. So it was just kind of like, here is the subtext for, you know, this type of Instagram female rapper model. You know what I mean? Thing. It's just like, all right, you're not going to be so forward. About, you know what I mean? Like, at least make it funny or clever, you know? We're, we're already fucking shit on Tyga. Justifiably so. How about Boo? There was actually one point at the end of the verse where he actually had a little bit of personality in there, and I was like, huh. <laughs> like, I thought Gucci did okay. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, what does it say? Oh, he goes like, uh, uh, jumping up the top rope, got him tagged even, put him on a show, I got the whole crowd screaming, like a thief in the night, just like she stole my green, got me waking, uh, got me walking off the terrace like a hole in my jeans. <laughs> I love that. I was just like, huh, that's just a, a vulnerability that you don't get from, like, Gucci Mane. Like, oh, my God, uh. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle that shit. <laughs> I did see one tweet that made me laugh, and it said, um, in Gucci Mane's verse, he says he likes good head. But in an interview, he said he doesn't let his wife or whatever give him head because he, like, respects her too much. Or something to that effect? So they're like, who are you getting head from, Gucci Mane? What's going on? <laughs> there were one or two lyrics on here, uh, like Streets, where she's like, you the type I want to marry and keep you merry. It's, uh, mm. <laughs> it's just so plain of a rhyme, you know? There's a lot of people who do it these days, and I think Doja Cat might benefit from this approach. Doing just the singles, like just putting a single out, Ever so often, and not really rushing into 
a full album because so much of this felt like filler. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you were just putting him out on a fucking single solo basis, I don't think we would have ended up with songs like Streets and Shine and Better Than Me because they're all just meh. What'd you end up giving this? Uh, I ended up giving it a three. Me too! Look at us in sync this week. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, yeah, two and a half, two and a Aww, half. Aw, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Because I was like, oh, wait, Tiger, yeah, and the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three. Oh, yeah, you fucking, like, oh, yeah, fuck Tiger. Damn it, two and a half. <laughs> God damn it. But, you know, there were some great moments, like, I loved the hook on Shine. Uh, I thought, like, her, you know, raspier voice mixed with her, like, really cutesy voice was really cool. Mm, I thought it really yeah. worked there. You know, so, like, there were aesthetic things that were actually really cool because it showcased her doing the, you know, coquettish, cutesy, you know, sexy voice thing. So it definitely worked on some points, but it just wasn't enough to feel like a uh, like a, like a cupcake where it's like, you're really hit with who she is and her personality. You know, it felt like there was a lot of holding back. Yeah, I hate to compare her so much to other fucking contemporary artists, but this, there is a fucking bar set by people in your field, and you're just not hitting it. And like I said, like it, it felt like she was being held back. It felt like, the, as soon as I saw that Dr. Luke name, like the second time I was listening to it, it was just like, oh. Like, I immediately understood, you know what I mean? Like, and it shouldn't feel that way. You know, it's not like that, it's not like that's always the way it feels, right? Where it's like, oh, just because Dr. Luke's name on it is bad. Like, no, it's not like he hasn't made good stuff, but it's just like, you can hear the sort of resting on the laurels, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the, we're desperately trying to get a radio single out of mm. this. Like, oh, we just picked up this internet star and let's do what we can to try to get the smash hits, you know? That about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Gone Off Podcast. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening to us this week. If it happens to be your first time listening to our show, all of our old episodes are on Spotify. Just search Going Off in the podcasts, and we are uh, right there. You can see that image of our uh, of our faces just kind of staring back at you, and you know you've come to the right place, I guess. As mentioned previously in the show, uh, we are taking requests for album reviews. We do things a little differently now, though. Head on over to Kofi or Coffee, K-O-F-I dot com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N. O-F-F, one-time $50 pledge gets you in the queue for a review. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can uh, subscribe to us on our respective uh, YouTube channels. If you're watching this on YouTube right now on the Muse Productions page, please take the time to hit uh, the subscribe button and the notification bell. We post new episodes every week, and uh, that's really the only way you... Uh, you don't miss any of them. Be sure to check out uh, uh, my my station head. You know, keep an ear to that. Follow me on Instagrams. You know, when I be telling you when I uh, when I'm doing my show. And uh, also, in addition, uh, be sure you know if you do, if you're gonna join my Patreon, you know you can uh, you can join the Discord where we got you know a little bit of active community. There was actually one person who would uh, texted like sent me a message on there that was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of out in the middle of, like, nowhere, and I don't really, like, talk to people about, like, music that much, because I don't have that many people to talk to, so it's like, it's kind of cool to just be up, hop on here and talk with music, you know, to other people, so it's just like, hey, cool, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta be like, hey, look at that, I'm curating the, cur curating the culture for, you know, people who, who like to have that conversation, you know what I mean? 
Um, I also would like to give one extra shout out to friend of the show, Kill Bill, uh, who has recently been featured in a song called No Nut November uh, on YouTube uh, with uh, Matt Watson of uh, Super Mega. Uh, you can tell he was hanging out in South Carolina and uh, they just decided to whip up a little music video and a single and it's real funny. Uh, Bill's verse is fucking fire. Matt's verse is surprisingly good. The, the whole video is funny and worth a watch. So support your boy, Kill Bill, out there. The song is also on uh, Spotify, iTunes, and all the streaming services. So you can uh, you can enjoy that song um, wherever you enjoy uh, things. And uh, until next week, for the Going Off podcast, until next week. Did I say that? Until next week. Yeah. <laughs> until Look next <laughs> Until next week, uh, uh, until next week, and the next week, and the next week. <laughs> until further notice, I'm Muse. <laughs> and I'm Rap Critic, and find out what it means to me. Respect, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, you want us to keep going, or? Yeah, yeah any yeah. Rat Race fans out there getting that uh, super obscure fucking reference? Oh. <laughs> Mr. Bean trying to sing a fucking soul song. Oh, I was doing the fucking Drake shit. Oh, no. You want any more? All right. We've been the Going Up Podcast. Much love. Perfect.